The following podcast contains explicit language and movie spoilers. You've been warned. No, seriously, there's spoilers and, and foul language. Yeah. Welcome to Extra Credits. Mugga, what are we talking about today? All right, so we are talking about the opening scene from a movie in 1993 of Cliffhanger with Sylvester Stallone. Uh, before we kind of get into it, I want to kind of go over experience. In 93, I'm 10 years old. Do you guys want to say how old you are? Because it kind of goes into where I'm going with this. How old were you? Five. Five? Eight. Seven. So do you guys remember the first time you ever saw this movie? Yes. Because mm-hmm. I watched it, right? It was, I think, the first rated R movie I ever saw. Uh, my parents used to have my aunt, uncle, cousins over, pool day, all that stuff. While we were winding down, we had to go to a different room while they watched a serious movie, right? I finally was allowed in the room, you know, of the living room to watch this movie. And I remember watching the opening scene, and I, at 10, I just, I still didn't get it because it freaked me out. My mom said, hey, you got to go play. So I went into a different room, and I acted this out with my brother with shoestrings and Wolverine and X-Men characters because of what we're about to talk about because it's that serious. So I, do you guys want to go into your experience? I mean, it really, I was at an age that I didn't understand it yet. It freaked me out. I mean, we were talking about this, but I saw Ace Ventura 2. <laughs> we're going to get into that. Yeah. Uh, before I saw this. I, I think I watched this, you know, honestly, full length, the whole movie probably just four or five years ago. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, I, I never watched it. Um, but I, I agree, the opening scene's great. But, like, I, I, I saw Ace Ventura 2 before this, and I didn't get the reference. And then I saw this movie, and I'm like, oh, this is where they get that from. But, yeah, I, did, I saw it Did you guys later. watch it at a young age or no? Yeah. Did, you, uh, did it freak you out? I mean, the opening scene? No. Really? Well, I mean, I was I was I was sitting in the back of my friend's car, and uh, his parents had like the the TV screens and like right. the headrest or the fold down TV screens. So like they put on a cliffhanger in the back. We're on our way home from LA, right. so we're, the kids are in the back. They're driving, so we're watching cliffhanger in the back seat. And I, I might have been like six or seven the first time I watched it, but like we're watching it, and then all I remember is that I, I probably got I probably finished the movie, and then uh, all I remember is being like shaken awake. And they're like, oh my God, you're okay. And I was like, yeah, I'm okay. It's just like, I was asleep. And they're like, yeah, but you were sleeping with your eyes open the whole time. We thought something was wrong oh with God. you. Yeah, so I fell asleep. That was the first time I ever fell asleep with my eyes open. That's the only thing I can remember about the first time I saw Cliff. Wow, Hager. okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, so the reason why I'm getting that, the, 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 the beginning scene is very, very impactful, not only to the movie, but the actual experience. Um, the director said he wanted to show that first of all, you're going on a ride, right? Which says, but this this scene was gonna set the movie and Stallone had always played like a superhero kind of role and he wanted to show that he's vulnerable and can make a mistake, right? Because he ends up dropping the girl. And so that's kind of where this scene starts. Um, this is supposed to take place in the Colorado Rockies because they're stealing federal money, correct, you know? But this is not filmed in the Colorado Rockies. This is actually filmed in Italy in a place called Cortina di Ampizzo in what they call the Dolomite Mountains. I believe I'm saying that correctly. I'm not really sure why they chose that location. I think it's because maybe the the climbing is better there or something. I mean, that's what this whole movie is about. I don't know anything about climbing. Kerwin, you're, I, I know Yosemite's kind of big, but is there climbing spots in the Colorado Rockies? I don't understand why they chose to go to Italy to take place in them. I don't know. I do not do outdoor climbing at all. You just do the indoor stuff, yeah. huh? Yeah. It could be a weather thing, too. It might be, yeah, because yeah. I know that's that's a big resort for the wintertime, but what the opening scene, it takes place not in the wintertime. There's not a lot of snow there from what I'm getting, but anyways, um, you have this actress, Michelle Joyner. She's the one that's going to end up falling to her death. Um, she's in a bunch of stuff, but the only thing I really recognize, she's in the movie Outbreak. I don't know if you guys know what... Is she in Outbreak? 
Oh, is she? I know the movie. The movie Outbreak. The reason why I'm bringing this up, I think she does a tremendous job. Like, she's really, you can see the fear in her eyes and all that. I'm surprised she's not in a lot of other stuff. I, I, I don't know, but it was it was a bunch of movies, but the only one I really recognized was Outbreak. But um, she's actually, what you're seeing, they're actually filmed out in Italy, like I said, and she's actually doing some of these stunts. Like, she's hanging on all that stuff. The part where she's by herself, they have a wire that's going through her sleeve that's actually attaching her. Right, so she's actually hanging on certain parts. Yeah, she's secure, but she's actually doing some stuff. Yeah, so it's wow. kind of insane. But they did have blue screen. They did all that stuff. Um, so they did a lot of the close-ups. If you guys go back and watch the scene, which by the way, anyone listening, it's on Amazon Prime right now. Hopefully, it stays on for a while. But um, uh, there's parts where they're doing the close-up that was filmed in a studio with blue screen. But then the like the wide shots that you have, which if you kind of, I've I've gone back to analyze it. I think you can kind of see that that's not Sylvester Stallone on certain parts climbing. It's it's someone else but uh, um, she actually uh, was in the studio and she had to fall 35 feet on the one that you're seeing with the green screen which I mean the blue screen which I think you guys can see when she's falling other stuff but there was a part where she's hanging on that but uh, um, where before she falls there's a doll puppy doll that falls that was added last minute they at the gift shop somewhere around there they got a puppy doll thing and they basically attached that to her and they wanted it to fall to show the severity of like how high they were and all that what do you got I mean she's climbing like why does she have that it kind of doesn't fit but it kind of gives you that fear of like okay they're way up high you know as that thing falls I mean what do you guys think yeah, I, I don't know uh, what the point of it in the movie is, whether if it's supposed to be kind of like a security animal or or something like that, a little hiking buddy that you see a lot of yeah. people traveling these days. But, uh, yeah, uh, when it fell, I mean, it, it definitely kind of set the precedence that, uh, uh, to me, kind of like all hope was lost. Her security, whatever it was, was gone, and she's next. I think that's what the director was going for. They, yeah. It was a last-minute ad. They got it at the gift shop, put it on, and that's what they actually did. So um, there is a part where she ends up falling, right? Um, the falling part is not her. It's actually a stunt double. I tried to look it up. I could not find anything. I'm wondering if she had like some sort of parachute on her or whatnot, but it was a stunt double just for the actual fall. But then what you see going down the mountains is an actual dummy later on. So if you look at it, it's really, really, really lifeless. Yeah. But uh, um, I, I think it's a crucial scene because it then takes into effect of where the movie is going because he ends up Stallone in the exact same scenario with his girlfriend, right? Or I don't know if they're dating at the time. I don't. But later on in the movie, but he ends up saving her, you know. But I, I think it's kind of cool. But but they did do a lot of stuff where they filmed in the studio. I think it's all the close-up stuff that you see, where the breaking of all the the equipment that they have, as well as them talking. But then the wide shots are them actually doing that. But yeah, she was actually out there like dangling and all that, which I kind of give her credit. But I, I don't know. She does a great job. She kind of like instills the fear. I mean, we just kind of watched it, but I, I, I'm surprised she's not in another movie. I thought she did a great job. I mean. I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on that. Yeah. yeah, no, I thought she did a good job. I just, just watching like Stallone's like arm extended and his facial expressions and the noises he's making, I just keep thinking of, we were talking about this earlier, over the top. I just keep thinking. Why? Because <laughs> it's just like, he makes a lot of weird sounds too and his face is very distinct, like Sly's face. It's just like the lip, like kind of off to the right, like, and it's just like, he's he's grunting, he's making all these sounds and like, I mean, he's his physique, right? Is on point. He's pretty important. Yeah, there, yeah. 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 I, look, you know, Rocky four or five ish. Um, he's still like he's still pretty built, but um, I just I keep thinking of like over the top, where like he's just like it, they hyper focus on his arms a lot, yeah. and it's just like that's what I kept thinking. But no, I thought she did a good job too. I, I agree. And then you see parts of like Sylvester Stallone and what he's doing. The, the the realization of this scene kind of freaked me out. And Kerwin, I. 
I was surprised when I did the research. In 93, they were doing blue screen back then. Like, I didn't even know that was existed. I mean, when did that start? And it, it seems kind of early, right? Like, no, I mean, you, you've been able to, like, key characters against backgrounds and stuff like that. Like, like in 93, um, though, that, that late? Yeah, I mean, think about it. Like, you had Star Wars. Like, you're going to have to. I guess, yeah. You're going right, to yeah. you're gonna have to rotoscope. I mean, I, I could see, like, blue screen as just being an easier way to make that achievable. Alfred Hitchcock did stuff like that, too. Did he really? Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't even know. I thought that was... So if you went to Universal Studios like 20, 25 years ago, they used to have like the backlot area, but they'd have... I forget what it's called, but they had like three different things where they like showed like backdraft off to the side, but then they had like a Back to the Future one where they showed you how like Marty was on the hoverboard. Yeah. But then they also showed... Um, like Harry and the Hendersons or some bullshit but then the last one was Alfred Hitchcock and they showed like people being tossed off of buildings and falling down yeah. and they showed like screens behind them and how they like the perception was and the perspective like of him falling down so they've used that stuff a long that's, time and when, when she's falling and they have the aerial view that's all we see she actually fell 35 feet though onto what they called an inflatable bag so that was kind of interesting but, uh, but yeah so I thought it was kind of cool that they kind of combined that together um those of you that have never seen this movie, if you've ever seen Ace Ventura, they do a knockoff on it. We were just talking yeah. about that. So you actually saw Ace Ventura first. It's actually not Ace, it's When Nature Calls, not the, not the first one, the second one. And that's where they get this scene from, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, like I said, I, I, had, I hadn't seen Cliffhanger. My mom was real strict with the R-rated. Yeah. Um, but when I went to my dad's, I could see a lot of PG-13 stuff. <laughs> so um, big Jim Carrey fan. Uh, and so, I think my sister and I had like every line of the first Ace Ventura, the first Mask movie, like memorized. So when the second one came out, we were like super excited. But we watched that. I had no point of reference. Right. I just thought it was a funny scene because it's little raccoon, <laughs> and it's like shot for shot, almost the same thing. Where like the little brackets breaking, yeah. and uh, she's like, "I got you, little buddy." <laughs> well, wait, maybe I don't. <laughs> it's just seems and he falls like that, and it's like heartbreaking. But um, yeah, I had no point of reference, so it's cool to see yeah. that. But yeah, that's that's kind of all. I mean, I, I would like to do this whole movie sometime, but that's kind of the whole thing of that scene. I just think it sets the tone of everything, and it really shows you like what this movie is about. I like how they reference it, where he's in the exact same scenario with his significant other at the time. But uh, but yeah, I, I got nothing else on this scene. If you guys got anything you want to add, I just think about like we were talking about this too, like Mission Impossible Two, like the opening scene, this scene, like people climbing like this. I just. I know Kerwin, like, mugs, I think we've all, like, been to, like, indoor climbing. I know you've been a lot, Kerwin, but, like, we do the indoor climbing, and it's fun. You have, like, you know, the big cushion if you fall down. I fall down a lot when I went. Um, but it's, like, when you go and do this outdoor climbing, it just seems so frightening. Would you guys ever do something no. like this, you think? Mm, not on your no. life. I, no. No. Um, even, even if you're tied up, like. No. Okay, I don't think I would do it either. I, no. I mean, our first movie that we ever actually officially did was Free Solo, and even that movie freaks me out. Oh, yeah. dude, that thing yeah. was terrifying. Yeah. 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 I don't even know. I know what happens at the end of that, and I still don't want to watch it again. Like, that's it's, it's stressful. It was yeah. stressful, and we saw it in theaters, so everything looked more massive, more frightening. Like, no, I... And I think that's what they were going for on this scene, right? To make you fearful of the whole concept oh, of just everything. Huh? They, yeah. they sell, like, the raw like fear of that scene like yeah. just just the wide shots the the jagged you know uh, rock faces and everything like that like everything just looks incredible in that opening scene and they sell you on the distance the fact that um within the frame you have the rope 
you have uh, Sylvester Stallone and Sarah, but they're in the top half of the of the screen of the frame. Sells you on how far that yeah. drop is. Like they do that on purpose. And well, then well, one thing I don't like though is uh, I'm going to cut you off. But no. the, the one thing I don't like is when the helicopter's going around and stuff. The text of you know everyone that's involved in the movie is so fucking big it takes up like half the screen that you kind of lose focus on what's the going background, on the background yeah i mm-hmm. wish it would have been like a cold open where you don't see shit and like it just shows this scene happening and then you go into all the credits and stuff after that happens i don't know what do you guys think i, I my eyes get getting like taken away from it i don't i don't have a problem with um, having the opening credits cuz like a lot of movies do that but i do agree with you like the fact that they have to uh, use this big ass typeface and cover up all the be- like the beautiful scenery we're looking at is is kind of trash i mean some movies you don't have the option to based on the studio or whatever like it all depends on the production if you're allowed to or not because that used to be a rule you know before star wars but like um yeah i i'm not a big fan of like the text covering up everything especially when you're taking on taking us on this like scenic tour of like where this opening scene is happening they could have smaller, smaller, smaller font. Like, just use a smaller font. That was the style back then, though, wasn't it? Very, very reminiscent of old school movies where yeah. they basically did the credits mm. in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. Um, uh, so, yeah, that was a little annoying. That that said, I I did notice um, a quite uh, a, a, a similarity to another movie. And, and, and Muggs, to your point, she did a fantastic job yeah. just kind of conveying the fear in your eyes. And I was like, I've seen this this fear somewhere before. And I remembered Die Hard. Oh, yeah. Back when Alan Rickman's character is basically, uh, you know, I'll say thrown, but he's dropped off the edge of Nakatomi Towers. In the end, they got the same level of fear in his eyes because uh, they dropped him on the count of two instead of the count of three. So I'm wondering if they kind of pulled a similar stunt with this actress and said, hey, you know, maybe for the initial drop, the 35 feet, we're going to let you go on three. But they dropped her on two just to kind of get that you know, unsuspecting, uh, yeah. you know, actions. So. so, so going to that, I really like the way the director did the angles. So when you're looking at Sebastian, not only is you're looking up at him, but it's like the camera's tilted to where he's like upside down because he's hanging and she is like looking at with the back. I, I thought they did a good job of like kind of going back and forth through that. I think that kind of just, I, I, I don't know. It, it was very impressive. I, I, I felt like we just watched the scene and I'm still on ease, even though I know what happens. Like, it just is really not like a relaxing time. It's yeah. like you're really on the edge of your seat when you're watching this. And I think the thing that that helps sell it too, um, like like we're all talking about the, the verticality of every shot that we're looking at, but also the fact that um, we get introduced to these characters in such a like super lighthearted manner. It's like, oh, hey, we're on the mountain. Hey, guys, we're coming to get you. You know, everything's going to be fine. Da, 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 da. We know we, we know everybody's names. We know we you know we got Michael Rooker's significant other. Everybody's having a good time. They're all buddies. And they're friends. And they're they're establishing. They do a good job at that. Yeah, yeah. they they establish these relationships so well early on. So like you actually care because if it's just like oh we're just picking up a civilian, you might be a little disconnected. But the yeah. fact that they took the time to have like the jokes and the banter beforehand, and then everything flips like a one eighty, really really helps sell you on like the the danger of the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like you're you're attached. And you're you're one hundred percent there, hoping that they make it out okay. Yep. So, what's better, this one or the Tom Cruise at the beginning of Mission Impossible Two? <sighs> That's tough. He's got the hair. He's, <laughs> He's got, got the, the hair. hair. They both got physiques, though. I don't know, man. Stallone's pretty ripped. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I, there's something about that 
Mission Impossible. I, I love it. Scene. Yeah. I, I I understand like the glasses and the little missile. I I don't like that part, but I think him like just being there on this rock face, just alone, not not tied up or nothing. It's like the way they shoot. It's pretty impressive. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty impressive. And I think they do a better job with those credits where it doesn't take away from the scene. Yeah. Um, so that, you wish they would have shot cliffhanger like they did that one is what you're saying? Yeah, I mean it's John Woo, huh? There you go. I mean, I, I, I know <laughs> that magic. not having the credits in the beginning is a newer thing. Yeah, I mean, you think about like we were talking about the Dark Knight earlier too. Yeah. I think we talk about that every day, but with the Dark Knight <laughs> earlier, and it's like there's no opening credit stuff yeah. at all, and it's like that. I'm not saying there has to be no opening credits, but they should have waited till after the scene to do it. I know that there's rules and stuff like that. I'm just more saying, like, it would just help. What are the like, rules? What do you so does Star Wars change the rules? Because they obviously did it differently, right? They got they got into a lot of trouble with um, I forget what guild or whatever. But um, I, remember the about, I remember reading about this too that they got in trouble for that. Yeah, because they they put all their credits at the end when typically you have an opening credits or an opening credits sequence at the beginning of a movie, and you know we still see it to this day. There's still opening credit sequences. Um, or just opening credits, but like like you're saying, you know, just the fact that it's so huge, you know, is kind of it's kind of weak. But I'm glad I'm glad they do get a lot of it out of the way before we get to the actual falling type scene. True. Right? Yeah, True. they they, they do, do character be- development before. Yeah, yeah, like they they have little quips and whatnot, but like they they do use uh, that time. Uh, Effectively, my only thing is just like I kind of want to see the beautiful landscape that we're in. I mean, we're in yeah. fucking Italy, like yeah. you said. It's just like let us see that a little more, tone down the, the font size a little more. But I mean, for the most part, I'm cool with it. Like they don't they don't use it to obstruct, you know, characters' faces or anything like yeah. that. So it's not it's not too bad. But yeah, it is kind of nauseous. Yeah, should we review the whole movie? Or who what? do you, who do you think did it better? Was it Ace Ventura or Cliffhanger? Cliffhanger. Cliffhanger. Come on. Ace Ventura. Uh, I'm gonna go Ace Ventura as well. Why are you guys gonna say that? We're tied. It's it's even. It's tied. Yeah. You know, uh, I I say that because um, my age around '93, it was very much uh, comedic focus. You know, I couldn't really handle like a serious movie. So uh, the Ace Ventura moment kind of imprinted on me, and therefore it will always be you know the better, even though it is a clear ripoff. Oh yeah. yeah. Clear. I'm not a big fan of the second one, like completely. I mean, there's some, there's some funny, funny parts. there's some funny parts like yeah. that I will never forget. Um, I host Silver. Wait, Moby Tuna, yeah, of course. Uh, there's there's some funny parts. We need to review that movie. That's what we need to be doing. Yeah, got to come out of a. Did you just refer to me as White Devil? It's a great movie. I think we should review the whole movie. I think it's it's a great movie, but this does its job it's an opening scene sets the tone gets you engaged and I feel like you're attached to it throughout the whole rest of the film real quick where do you rank this in Sly movies though see I that's tough man I, I love Rocky 4 um, I love Days no not, not Days I was going to say Days of Thunder I'm thinking of the, the, the guy that's also in this film um, Demolition Man's great I, I don't know I don't know where I put this at dude that's tough man it's it's probably in my top five Sylvester Stallone movies because okay. I the Rocky 1, 2, and 3 I like but they're still slow even though Rocky 3 picks up but Rocky 4 is my favorite yeah, 3 I'm telling you man 3 is pretty amazing Rocky yeah. 4 is a favorite um, I have this weird fascination with Judge Dredd I, I, I love that movie. Yeah. I don't know why, I but I, I like it. Demolition Man's great. Yeah. Um, but 30, I think it's 30 seconds. I think it's up there. Okay. 
What about you guys? Top five. I, I'd say I, I would have to go back and look at all the ones I've seen, but I, I would definitely say this is top ten for sure. Maybe it could go into top five yeah. if I go back and think about it. I'd say middle of the road for his catalog. Yep. All right. Cool. That's it, man. We're good. All right. Cliffhanger.